Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. This episode of Pass the Popcorn is full of spoilers from beginning to end. In fact, there are so many spoilers for what is arguably the biggest and most anticipated movie of the year. I will now put in a very short musical interlude just in case your podcast player of choice has automatically launched this episode and you're on the other side of the room and need time to run over and turn this off. Okay, this is your last warning. This episode of Pass the Popcorn is full of spoilers for Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you have not seen it or do not want to know anything about the movie, turn this episode off now. Now, if you're still with us, enjoy this special episode of Pass the Popcorn. You're listening to Pass the Popcorn, the movie review podcast. That's right, yet another movie review podcast on the internet. But here's what this podcast has that no one else does. Your hosts, Chris and Tim. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn. And there it is. (laughs) To those, uh, everybody, we're, we have we have guests this time around, and Chris and I, we just had to give them a little disclaimer about our stupid voice that they <laughs> do at the beginning of the movie. We, uh, for if, if you read the title of the, the podcast you're downloading, uh, Chris and I are uh, reviewing the brand new, just released today, Star Wars film that we've been talking about literally for years, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Episode 7. I guess there's an episode 7 in there somewhere, but Star Wars The Force Awakens. And uh, we have two very, very, very special guests. One of the vo- one of the guests, uh, if you're a, a Star Wars and character listener, you will rec- recognize uh, from our classic episode with him where we, where we interviewed uh, <laughs> where he interviewed and he threatened us with jail time and lawsuits and, <laughs> and other horrible, nasty things. We have Christian Simpson. Hey guys, and I, I do apologize for the short time that you spent in jail as a result of that. <laughs> That's okay, we made friends. <laughs> it's it's some too, too close, yes. Yeah, it's great to be back though. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's glad, glad to have you back. And we have someone who uh, we have literally just met mere seconds ago. And uh, Orly, you're going to have to pronounce your last name for us. Yeah, my last name is, uh, the easy way is Schumacher. I like to say that the middle CH is silent, but the uh-huh. authentic German way is Schumacher, and uh, no one can say it, <laughs> so I don't try. I like that. Yes, but uh, we, we, have, we have Christian on because we, we had him on before, and we just found out uh, this week that uh, most of you know Christian for, as uh, Gavin Sykes, Lieutenant Gavin Sykes. From episode one, and he was the fabulous uh, uh, um, Betty Droid, also from episode three, and uh, and and um, I love uh, it when you call me Betty. <laughs> please don't call him Betty. <laughs> and he did a lot of uh, standing and, and and extra work uh, throughout the prequels. of a Christian is a he does voices in the new movie, the new the new Star Wars movie. And how, or how and weird is that there is a new Star Wars movie. A new so, Star Wars movie. We never thought it was hap- would happen. And Orly also uh, 
does some voice work on, in the new Star Wars movie. So we have two Force Awakens actors, uh, and I believe Orly said that this is her first time doing anything uh, press-related, or in, even though not we're in the press, but media-related for uh, for this. So we're very excited. Very excited. That's an exclusive you've got right there. Exclusive, yes. You That's know, right. if if you guys both do conventions, you know Chris are going to be running. Up, Chris and I are going to run up to you with our posters and throwing money at you and telling you, asking you to sign our posters, please. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> so before we before we get into the review, let's let's start with let's, let's go, ladies first. Uh, All right, thank you for starting with me. So <laughs> <laughs> this this handsome what? woman, a Christian. Uh, <laughs> Orly, t- tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and how you came to uh, get uh, a role in um, the, the new Star Wars film. Uh, so uh, my name is Orly Schumacher. I am an L.A.-based um, actress and uh, voiceover and model. And um, I guess you could say through a friend of a friend of a friend. And, um, you know, it just kind of worked out really well. <laughs> All right, and say that again. And um, <laughs> <laughs> can you can you have you have, can you say who uh, which which character or characters that you provided voices for in the in the film? Yeah, the uh, most um, obvious one is the uh, sand scavenger that runs down the dune to get the Tie Fighter that crashes in the uh, big chase with the Millennium Falcon. Cool. I actually, I actually saw the movie today. It just came out today, twice, <laughs> and I, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. Like I saw you running at it and saying something, and it was quick. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and Christian, it's like, it like a lady scavenger, right? I think with a mask on. And is that the scene? And there's a. I believe so. Yeah, off, it was. Side fighter. It was like it was like the the wing or something or some little piece flew off and you ran right to it and you were yeah, going to get something. Yeah, she slides down the sand dune and like claims it as her own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine. It's like Pixar. Mine, 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 mine. And uh, and Christian, how did you uh, how did you come come to getting this uh, this role in in the new film? Yeah, just you know some heavy bribery. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, podcasts. You know, I had to do like this. This podcast where I pretended to just <laughs> well, see these guys, and that was all part of the arrangement with, you know, with JJ. He said, "Can you just mess with these guys, and I'll give you give you a part." I wish it was that. I wish it was that. Um, so, you know, so I, do we. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Um, now I've been good friends with Matthew Wood, who I'm sure you know uh, from Skywalker Sound, and uh, did the voice for General Grievous, and of course a lot of other work on the movies, the Battle Droids which I love being friends with him for for over a decade and you know we we do conventions together and that sort of thing and we worked on episode one episode three together and um there was always kind of a you know a fun jibing back and forth of like you know hey you're gonna maybe um let me help out on the next one do some voices and this time around he said yeah right on <laughs> do, you awesome. want, do you want to come in so there were about 20 of us in this uh, session. They call it Loop Group. Mm. And just some legendary people, you know. Um, Mark Dodson was there. Uh, Sam Whitworth, Matt Lanter, uh, you know, from 
The Clone Wars, of course. Wow. James yeah. Arnold Taylor. James oh. Arnold. Who can forget James? Um, who else was there? We had um, Fred was there, wasn't he? Yes. Um, he does all the deep, wonderful, deep voices. Um, I forget how you pronounce his last name, but it's Tatasciore. Tatasciore. I, I think it's ta- it's either Tatasciore. Yeah, Tatas. I think it's Tatasciore. That's yeah. how I've always pronounced it. So we're in this room with these these legendary voice actors from so many Star Wars projects. Oh man! And um, yeah, we we just we did our did our thing, and that's how it all came together. <laughs> I saw Kevin Smith's name on there. Was he was he in the room with you? I no. wish. Yeah. Oh, great. That's awesome. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? No, we, we had Dave Filoni was there with okay. us. Okay. Uh, but Kevin, I think, came in the day after. We know there were some friends and, and colleagues um, of JJ's going in the next day to do some stormtroopers and you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, All right, probably, cool. probably Daniel Craig as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what's you know what's funny is uh, I was watching the movie and I was like, I had heard that he was a stormtrooper and it, and it slipped my mind as I'm watching the movie. I, I I see this stormtrooper and I see the way he's moving and I'm like, he moves like Dan, he he walks like yeah. Daniel Craig. <laughs> and then today, a litter about an hour ago, I, I bring up something on Facebook and then it revealed who Daniel Craig was. I'm like, I was 100 percent correct. I think Tim, you've been studying Daniel Craig's walk a bit too much. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told Tim I saw that too. I said when he leaves the room, you could tell that there's a bond, a bond he's walk. Got, he would, yeah, he, he has a bond butt. <laughs> he has a, he has a, he's got a swagger. Yeah, a swagger. Yeah, we uh, Chris and I have spent many a decade uh, looking at Daniel Craig's butt. Ever since Layer Cake, we've just been Gu- guilty. Yeah, <laughs> Munich. Really like that. Um, so awesome. Uh, trying to think if I, if I have any other questions about that sort of stuff. Who was who was your your director in for the for the voice casting? Was it Matthew Wood or did you have JJ in there? Or? It was it was Matthew Wood. Yes, Matthew Wood. Uh, okay, JJ was meant to be there, um, but I know he was stuck at Bad Robot. Obviously, they had a lot of work to do. So we got some little handwritten lines from JJ, you know, things he wanted the stormtroopers to say, that kind of thing. So um, what, the way that the session is set up is you've got Matt uh, behind us at the console directing, and then someone behind the glass. Um, she was basically running the session and making sure you know, the recording was the right levels and that sort of thing. And then on the screen projected in front of us, so we're, we're standing by the microphone looking at the screen is the movie. No. <laughs> so we, in black yeah, and white. Okay. In black and white. Oh. Yeah. They, they obscured it a little bit just to not spoil too much. And you, I've talked to you guys before about, you know, going on to set as mm-hmm. a fan and having to just put your professional hat on and not geek out. But all of us, I mean, they're playing footage that we haven't seen from any trailers. There, there's hand running around um, being chased by those Rathtars. Yeah. There's the Falcon swooping majestically. Um, and we, you know, I turned around at one point and I just looked at Sam Whitwer and he had his hand over his face and he's just trying to suppress his emotions. <laughs> and you've got to remember to say your lines at the right points because it's all, you know, keyed into certain moments and you have to say your line uh, after the third beep. Uh, and I, I, I did forget to talk a couple of times because I was just mesmerized. Oh, wow. 
How long? How how long ago was this session, approximately? Uh, I would say a long rough- time ago. <laughs> yeah, far, far away. In a studio far, far in the valley. Yeah, no. yeah. not that far actually. Oh, it's down the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did it at Fox Studios. There, there is still some Fox 20th Century Fox attachment to okay. the to the saga, which is nice. All right. Well, that's that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad both of you guys are in this film. I think uh, I think it's special. Uh, this definitely is a special a special moment for Star Wars fans around the world. So it's uh, it, I think for you guys, um, I'm very happy that you guys are both involved and you can tell people that. How when you found out did they did you have to sign an NDA and you were just like oh, I can't tell anyone I'm in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> short Pretty and much. sweet. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, we we. Um, you know, there's obviously the understanding that we've done these films before, and I'm sure I'm still bound by prior Lucasfilm NDAs. But, um, yeah, Matt just said, keep it under your hat. And obviously when we actually got in, before we saw the footage, then we had to sign our lives away, ah. which I'm always happy to do. And I'm sure Orly is as well. Oh, yeah. Very it's cool. Star Wars. Um, now, with this, what uh, what circumstances did each of you... Uh, see the movie under then it went the, the final completed the, everything is projected everything is final it's done what what uh, what where did you where did you see the film holy ladies first oh well uh we were invited to the cast and crew uh premiere that was at the el cap theater on tuesday night okay where we actually got to see most of our um adr teams we all got a chance to see each other again and talk before and after the movie it was really pretty special. Very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, that was, that was very nice. Real good atmosphere. And when the movie ended, I think the applause probably ran about halfway through the, the credits. Awesome. Obviously, you're seeing your friends and colleagues up there, but also just the appreciation for, for how good the film was. Not to get into any reviews <laughs> too early in this call, but yeah, very special. I think it's one of the first times where 95% of the theater stays for the entire (laughs) credits because they're all seeing their own names and their friends. And we weren't expecting anything, any hidden trailer after the credits, you know, like the Avengers do. So it was, it was kind of special to just be like completely packed in a theater up until the lights came on. That's, that's great. And of course that, at that point as well, we weren't sure if, we were going to get a credit because you know how these things roll. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, and as we were lining up with, with the rest of the cast and crew to go in, people were saying, like, I think James Arnold Taylor turned to me and said, oh, my friend saw it last night and we're credited. And just finding out, oh, I'm probably going to see my name up there in, in the bluish white <laughs> amongst those that star field. And it's, that really is the icing on, on the cake just to, and you get to see your name in 3d popping out in front of the stars. You were in front of the stars in in 3d. Yeah. Floating. That's Chris. That's, 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 that's what dreams are made of. Oh, that's amazing. I played a little game with myself actually with um, them. I'm not being personal, but I played a little (laughs) game in the cinema. If you take the glasses off during the end credits, uh, all the stars become twin suns. (laughs) <laughs> oh, very right. true very yeah. true there's a billion tatooines yes exactly 
have you have either of you seen the movie in a in a regular theater since since earlier in the week? Um, I'm always going to do ladies first. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I saw it again last night, um, but in 3D IMAX because the L cap is not in 3D. So uh. last night I saw it in full 3D laser IMAX, and um, I have to say it's it was almost too intense for me. I think maybe I was sitting too close. It's <laughs> it's just huge and incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you can always tell it was a little too intense for some other people when you walk in and that certain smell hits you <laughs> uh, from previous showings. Like, uh, well, yeah. speaking of um, of smells, I, me and my son did the um, Star Wars Marathon at a movie theater that was showing all seven all in a row. Oh, nice. It was like overnight. It was like one in the morning until ten o'clock the following night, and the smell in that theater was not that good. <laughs> by by the time Jedi came around, you could smell some some jabbers here and there. Trust me. Yeah, I, I had one next to me. I, I also saw it in IMAX 3D, <laughs> and um, I, yeah, all the funny scenes that he would laugh. I was just thinking, that's a really funny scene. Oh, can you get some mouthwash? <laughs> Here's, here's a tic tac, right? Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. <laughs> I I saw it, I saw it last night. I, I initially was not going to see it last night. I was going to go and see it a couple times today, but my brother, who I haven't seen in a couple of years, decided to drive through Nashville today. So I had to Whoa. I had to scramble to see the movie last night, um, and I was uh, I was actually surprised. I, I went to my usual theater. Uh, the IMAX, the I, I didn't see it in IMAX. I just saw it in regular 3D, and um, the I was expecting the place to be packed, and there were lines for people going to see it in IMAX, and there were lines for people to see it in this other theater. And I went and I just bought the the ticket for the to the nine o'clock show, and I went in there, and there were just like three guys in there, and wow. I was like, okay, and I was a little disappointed at, at yeah, my screen. You want that. You want that atmosphere, don't you? Yeah, I was a little disappointed because it was it was one of the smaller screens of the theater, and it ended up there was only about I would say about fifteen, maybe twenty people in the theater. So, uh, uh, with all of the previous Star Wars releases since the special editions, I've seen them for the most part in sold out theaters, and this was the first time that I I saw it in a relatively sparse theater on, on opening night and i'm not saying that 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 hurt this the screening but it 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 it, it definitely could have been enhanced by having a larger crowd yeah i think definitely what would have happened there is that i know they opened up a lot of extra screens and sadly at some point there's going to be that overlap where yeah. the extra screen doesn't quite fill up to 100 percent, but at least it, you got to see it so i guess there is that yeah, uh, but it certainly helps to have the atmosphere. I was I was very happy to see it. I thought the 3D was very good. Uh, was, I thought yeah. I thought that uh, everything was. I thought it was a fine fine screening. Um, so let's 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 get into it for the film. Let's let's just go around real quick and just give uh, your first your first um, impressions of, of of the film as you as you were watching it. We'll start with Orly. Oh. Um I just, I thought it was a very well-rounded story wrapped up in a bow. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Christian, what, what's, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this one? 
There were no spoilers in that review. <laughs> no, <laughs> none at all. I, I thought it was like a, a bow encapsulating a well-rounded story <laughs> inside. <laughs> that, sounds I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I know what Ollie means. It, it it just it just worked. I mean, when I when I saw the first screening on Tuesday, I was buzzing, and I, I went straight on my Facebook page and told everyone, you know, no spoilers, but I I would give it a hundred out of a hundred. But that would sound ridiculous. That's what <laughs> I and then someone replied, that, and they said, no, I gave it 10 out of 10 as well. And then I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 95%. And I looked on IMDb, and it's 9.5 out of 10. And all those people at the early screenings obviously had the same kind of idea. Yeah. It was very full-on, very a lot of action. It, it almost doesn't stop. It doesn't, have, doesn't give you room to breathe. But I'm, I don't think that was a bad thing at all. It was because you just never bored through the whole thing. No. There was no moment where I, where I sat there thinking, you know, this is kind of plodding along now. You know, it was, you're, you're in there for the ride for the full two and a bit hours. Definitely. So I, I thought it was awesome. Really, really great job. And Christopher? I... I I saw it twice. The first time, I think I was in shock of what was happening here and there, and I had to think about what happened. So a day later, I saw it again in IMAX, and I really do love it. It had great characters, great effects, a lot of heart, and plenty of emotion. Um, the 1977 to 1983 kid inside me was a little bit... A lot of emotions and feelings were coming out. <laughs> but it was still a fantastic Star Wars film. Yes. It's um, okay to say that you cried. It's I, okay. you, I, you've I, I cried during friendly commercials about ice cream. I, am, <laughs> I cry over everything and anything. And yes, there was tears in this movie, yes. All right. Well, I, for me, I got to say, I... Over the last uh, couple months, I have been trying to um, – I was trying to be spoiler-free as best as I could. And But even then, you know, with Facebook and people around you, they'll, they'll, they'll mention things to you. And so you, you end up picking up uh, – you end up picking up baggage as you went into the movie. So I went into the movie, and in, in the in in the back of my head, oh, is everybody still there? Yeah. Okay, we, we lost we lost uh, somebody. I think we lost Chris, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll keep going. Um. So, uh, in the back of my head, I had all these things going on, like is Luke the bad guy? Is Kylo Ren really Luke? All these things that I had heard, all these these rumors. And trying to put pieces together of the the ideas that um, the ideas that I had uh, from the, watching the trailer. So the whole time I'm I'm putting the pieces together. What what did I what did I think was right and what did I think what was I incorrect in my assumption? So the whole movie I'm I'm thinking about this sort of stuff. So I'm I'm really not paying attention to it as best as I could. But that being said, the the ride was unbelievable. I could I could not have asked for a more fun experience than than the one that I got. 
So I think we lost Chris completely. <laughs> What's happened to him? He uh, he he has uh, he has some issues with his uh, with his Skype. So every once okay. in a while we we lose a call with him. Yeah. Now I, I know what you were saying though, and and um, I was I struggled to stay away from spoilers because I just think you know what if I got hit by a bus and I hadn't seen the film, I would just want to have known as much as I could. <laughs> That's kind of my philosophy. Yeah. And then you know, doing doing the voice work and seeing everything early. I had no choice. You know, you have to say, okay, it's going to get spoiled. Yeah. I, I can see, I can see it that way. I have to say though, we saw a lot of footage. We saw all of the footage. Well, first of all, it was silent. Um, second of all, we didn't see any footage that was one on one with any of the main characters. So I felt like I had a really decent grip of the film. And then when I went to go see it, I, I was so wrong and I loved that. There were so many scenes that I didn't see that I was so happy to be surprised with and, and emotionally grateful that I wasn't going into something that I could like roll my eyes in. But I, I really genuinely was surprised and I kind of, the adrenaline that I had while we were recording it kind of helped blur some of the memories that I have of the scenes that I saw. Okay. So it was, it was kind of, familiar but surprising because there was definitely a lot of stuff that i was like no i didn't see that coming <laughs> yeah that's right i think spoilers is a misnomer it doesn't actually spoil it unless you know a really big plot point yeah um give you an example we saw uh a scene at the end where chewbacca was carrying somebody's body or somebody who was injured perhaps but we only saw him from the back yeah and we we weren't we didn't know until the we actually saw the full finished product who that was, and kind of spoilers can work for the movie because they like I already said they get you thinking one thing, and then you're like yeah yeah I know what happens, the, and then the opposite happens. Yeah, I guess I guess the big the big spoiler rumor that may have even it might have even been put out by by the the producers was the the whole. Why? Why isn't Luke Skywalker on the poster? And is Luke Skywalker uh, Kylo Ren, or is Kylo Ren the son of of uh, Luke Skywalker? And when they reveal, okay, everybody, you guys have all seen the movie if you're listening to this, so we're not we're not really revealing anything. Spoiler when, alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! When they reveal that Kylo Ren is actually Leia and Han's uh, son, I gotta tell you, I was like, I was like, holy shit! I mean, yeah. I, I, my jaw dropped to the floor. I, I, part of me, um, cause I knew that they had thrown out the, the expanded universe. I knew that was thrown out. So in this, I was assuming that the, that the, the Han and Leia story didn't continue far beyond return of the Jedi. I was assuming that the kids plot that was such a big part of the books was thrown out the window, and it turns out that they incorporated certain aspects of the expanded universe. Because I know in 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 the books, one of uh, Han and Leia's children becomes a Sith Lord, and that's right. So yeah. they they had this very obvious thing that happened in the books that they obvious they they reworked and they they brought it back to us. 
um, and they handed it to us in a different form. And I was just, I was just, my eyes just bugged out, and I, I geeked for a good five seconds, just like, oh my god! Yeah. And I thought that that was so fantastic. That that was a nice nod, I think, because they've always said they would, they would, they hadn't ruled out all of the expanded universe. They mm-hmm. would start to bring parts of it you know, into the canon as they always had been. So that certainly looks like that's now happening, which yep. I think a lot of people will be happy about. Um, and they, uh, with that, with the whole Lucas Kylo, they, they, they hinted at, you know, they they kept saying your bloodline and you used mm-hmm. to be good and, and that sort of stuff early in the movie. So that, that's that's what made me think. Well, maybe maybe that maybe they're maybe that's right. Maybe maybe this is uh, Luke Skywalker. But I was very happy that it was not Luke. Um, I was ve- I was also very happy with the casting of Oscar Isaac. He's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have either of you worked with him on anything in the past? Not yet. No, have have not. Um, <laughs> Had a few, I've had three people now say, "Did I stand in for him?" I can't see it at all, but they apparently I look like him. I, well, you've I, got a nose and two <laughs> eyes, and two eyes, eyes, hair, ears, two ears, brunette. That's it. You've got a, you've got a, you've got a Isaacson chin. <laughs> I guess, but he he was great. He was the the kind of comic relief, the Han Solo, you know, the young Han Solo character yes. that we were missing. So. That that scene where he's face to face with Kylo Ren, and he's like. Who talks first? Do I talk first? You talk first. Yeah. <laughs> that I was yeah. laughing out loud at that. He he did have a few, a yeah. few few great lines. That scene is so great because you're so nervous and you're terrified, and it just like breaks the ice so well that you let out this like nervous laugh. You're like, ah. it's and it really it reinforces the this um, theme that Kylo Ren. I wouldn't go to so far as to say he's a joke, but he's. He's, people make fun of him. Like you have the Imperial officer played by Donald Gleason, kind of, you know, he's saying, be careful, Ren. Like no one usually talks down to a Sith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got Oscar doing it, you've got um, Donald doing it, and it really reinforces that he's this unfinished, unpolished, kind of a, almost a, a joke, you know, too young he's for the responsibility. He's what we call a man-boy child in the women's <laughs> community. Okay. He's uh, a man-boy child. The man boy child. Yeah. yeah, he. Um, I know that 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 it, it was always hinted that. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily hinted, but when you saw Star Wars, the the original one, you you see Darth Vader, and you're and you're just like, oh my god, he's so scary, and he's the ruler of the universe, and all that sort of stuff. And then as as it goes on, you find out that he's kind of a lackey, and with Kylo, the way that they they present him as this weak, immature as you called man boy, uh, I think was, was perfect. It, it, it sort of showed that, that uh, it's just history repeating itself just in a different form again um, with just yeah. a guy who just can't, he's, he's just unsure of himself. He's just trying to uh, impress, impress others with his, uh, um, w- with whatever little power he has. He's, he's like a guy who can, he's like a little kid who can pop a wheelie on his BMX for 10 seconds, and he really shows it off every chance he gets. Yeah. Tim, I'm back, Tim. Yay, Chris is back. Hey, we miss <laughs> Sky. So anyway, we Sky. just talked about the movie. The show's over. Okay, yeah. thanks, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks. 
um, we were just talking about Kylo Ren, and I think the other thing that I I love personally was his temper tantrums. Yes, you know, that all he was... man boy child. I mean, that's the that's the epitome of of a man boy child action. Yes, uh, that... throwing your toys out of the pram, <laughs> hacking up the console in front of you. Yeah, um, that that was really cool. His yeah, how he just snapped over the little thing, that, and then he was calm, and then he was fine. Yeah, yeah. He just he counted to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. <laughs> um, Funny little story, real quick. Oh yes, uh, when we were doing the voicing, there's there's a hilarious moment which I've I've only seen the movie twice, um, but it never failed to get a laugh of when he's hacking up the prison cell after Daisy um, after. Ray escapes, mm-hmm. and the two, two stormtroopers are walking around the corner, and they're just like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh, okay, no, nope. <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> that so was good. They had a, a few of um, us in our session do just some kind of comedy lines, like, you know, the, the stormtrooper would be like, oh, wait, uh, I think we forgot to charge our blasters. <laughs> and just kind of go the other way. JJ wanted to humor it up, but it worked better just seeing their thought process and not hearing it. That's- that's funny. It worked so well. Really good. Yeah. Um, Chris, one of the things that we were talking about when, when you were trying to reconnect was, uh, going in there with some baggage, like, uh, misinformation or rumors that you had heard that, that were constantly running through your head. Was there anything like that as you were watching the movie the first time? Not, not really, but I did, I did know something bad was going to happen to somebody from the original trilogy <laughs> but i just didn't know when where and how and and, and why that's what was on my he- head but then when the moment came before it happened you knew it's happening now yeah let's let's skip right ahead to that the death of han solo oh, God. <laughs> what <laughs> that's right Poor Han Solo. Yeah, I, th- I know both of you guys, both uh, both Orly and Christian, both got up to go to the bathroom and they came back and you're asking, why is Daisy, <laughs> Daisy flying this this ship? But for for me, when it happened, uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised. Orly, wh- 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 what did you think the when that that moment when it when you realized, oh, it's going down? Well, I had always heard that Harrison Ford wanted to kill off Han Solo many, many years ago. So that always sat in the back of my mind, and I knew it was going to happen eventually. But there is a glimmer of hope that kind of twinkles through Kylo Ren's eyes when he says, I need you to help me. And Harrison, I'm sorry, and Han says... I'll do anything to help you. And for that split second deep down, you want him to like hand over the lightsaber and to just live happily ever after and let him go home to Leia. But then you just see it in his eyes and it happens and it hurts. And um, it was, it was very, it it just hits you in the gut, even though you know it's coming. You know this is what Harrison Ford wanted, and you're kind of happy for him because it's this like epic scene. But it, it as the internet says, uh, it hits you right in the feels. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, those, those feels. The feels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I'm, my my feels are very sensitive, especially when uh, when it comes to the death of a, of a, of a beloved character. 
For uh, me, the most emotional part, though, is is when you see Chewbacca. Yes, yes. At, and it's not even the first time you see him. He, like, lets out that cry, and everybody kind of cries. But it's afterwards when it's just just Chewbacca alone, and he kind of, like, looks up at the camera, mm. and your heart just breaks. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it does. Oh. Yeah. It's it's one of those it's one of those moments like where uh, you know an Empire Strikes Back where Chewbacca they're waiting for um, you know Han had already gone out to find Luke and they had to shut the door and it was it was that moment like times ten yeah where it's like and then do you just hear the the the, the door shut and it's just like oh that's that's right and I think also Daisy Ridley's acting it i i was you know potentially tearing up but not actually tearing up mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it cuts to her and she bursts Sweet. into tears up on the top yeah. balcony that's yeah. when i got the feels yeah <laughs> yeah and that's a testament to how good she was in that movie throughout uh i you know she is the breakout star of that uh, everyone else was great john boyega i actually loved as well um but obviously she's got a lot more screen time, but when, yeah, she, she just pulls you in and, and you feel what JJ wanted you to feel. So it's, it's great directing, but it's, but it's great acting on her part as well. I, I also really liked, again, this is something, I don't know if it was really hinted at or if, cause I, I avoided all it. Like they, they released like 55 different TV spots for yeah. this after that third trailer. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's into that, but for some for some reason, I went into this, and maybe it's maybe it's just you know a masculine sexist part in the back of my brain that just assumed that John Boyega Finn was going to be the hero. He was going to be to, the quote the new hope, the new Jedi, because they show him with the lightsaber and and all that sort of stuff. And it turns out that that is not the case, or is it? I'll be the feminist in the room. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to be the feminist in the room. Um, So is is it established? Do you guys know um, that he is so good with the lightsaber because the stormtroopers are trained to use a lightsaber? Well, they, they, uh, I don't know. They, they showed that one who, I don't know if he was, they showed that that one stormtrooper that was fighting him with that thingy, <laughs> thingy, thingy, yes, yeah, that thingy uh, that could that could deflect lightsabers. Um, that it seemed like that they were probably given some kind of training <laughs> in, in 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 I guess swordsmanship. Um, if especially if their mission is to find a Jedi, which is which just seems what what the whole mission of the first order is at that point is a let's destroy Coruscant and B let's go find a Jedi's and this Jedi's happen to fight with laser swords. So you probably should be adept at, at, uh, at, at using a sword. Yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't it? But he was a janitor, which I also thought was kind of funny. <laughs> that was funny. What, what is sanitation? What does that cover? Sanitation basically is basically a janitor, basically uh, sewage, 
cleaning out, so, cleaning out, uh, you know, basically latrines, uh, bathrooms, toilets, kitchen, kitchen. Yeah. That's why he knew where the trash compactor was. Yeah. 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 Got it. We forget that they eat, sleep, and poop. Can I say poop? <laughs> yep. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You can, you can, yeah. you can say it all the way up to the F word if you need to. <laughs> uh, but feces. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, every it, there's there's that there's that book that uh, that we all got when we were kids. Everybody, everybody poops. poops. How true that is. <laughs> even yep. even F N dash two three eight seven or whatever his number was. <laughs> you can call him Finn. Finn. I that was trying to weapon. By the way, the internet is calling the Electro Staff. Ah, so, I think I like that. I yeah. thought that was. That thing was so cool when that when that trooper took that and spun it around. I guess it was a maybe a gunner of some sort, and he spun it around. Know, so it was like a it was almost like a police staff kind. Do you of. know what it reminded me of? Remember, I think it was a Tom Cruise movie, <sighs> Minority Report or something. He like in the futuristic yeah, the six like guns, the six sticks. Yeah, it was a gun that like spun and it fired like awesomely, and then you could spin it again to like reload it. Yeah, yeah, or also. Yeah, it reminded me of the staffs that uh, General Grievous's protectors use the, in Revenge the of the Magna Sith. Guards, yeah. 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 They developed cool. they developed that that type of metal um, I'll call it vibranium. I don't think that's what it's called. But they they developed that sort of metal in for the um, the Obi-Wan video game. Because mm. uh, you know, Obi-Wan fights guards that have those sort of staffs and they they took that that idea and moved it into into Revenge of the Sith, which I thought was pretty cool for the Magna Guard staffs. That is cool. Yeah, I love it when they do the interplay between the different story groups. That's that's always welcome. And talking of Obi Wan, did anyone hear his voice in the, the Force back that Ray experienced? When yeah, when she touched the when she touched the the lightsaber, yeah, you 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 got. So I much heard, of the history. Yeah, I heard Vader's breathing. Did you hear that for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. right at the start. Yeah. Yeah, I heard and that towards, too. Towards the end, there is definitely an Obi-Wan going, Ray. For sure. I don't know how they got that, who did that, or anything. I did, but, I did hear that. It, it, yeah. it, it didn't connect as to who was, t- who was telling the voice. Yeah. No, well, to me, anyway, it's, that was instantly my ears pricked up, and it was, oh, that's Obi-Wan. Was yeah, it, I got I got Obi Wan too. Did you get uh, Obi Wan as in like Alec Guinness type Obi Wan, or as in Ewan McGregor Obi Wan? Very hard to say. It just sounded because I would say it was in between the two, which doesn't really have, help. They may have they may have had James Arnold Taylor just yeah just just read that uh, just yeah. James just wanted to say Ray a few times. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think I can do that. I'm an actor. I can say yeah. that, that word anytime you want, any way you want me to. That would make um, sense. I this I will say this. I I the the cantina type place that they went to. Mm. I I loved I loved it, but if I had to rate it between the three hives of scum and villainy, I got I got to put this one at third place. Really. I gotta put it in third place. I, I, I have I have to put it below Jabba's Palace. I have to put it b- below Mos Eisley. There's something about it. Uh, 
something about it. I I I was I I liked it, but there's something about it just kind of it didn't feel as dangerous as I as as I as I would have hoped it felt. Hmm. I, I all I can say is the music maybe was too earthly. It's kind of quite an obvious reggae yeah vibe. So maybe it just felt too close to home, too familiar. It did seem friendly. Like it didn't mm. seem like I'm scared to be in this area. It seemed too nice and too sweet and too too Applebee's. It yeah, it didn't <laughs> yeah. it didn't seem like a biker bar. It seemed like you were at Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we voiced a lot of or we probably voiced all the aliens in that scene and all the the stuff in the background. Um so there is I don't I don't know what you did, Ollie, but I did um some aliens kind of having a fight in the background. It was me and Karen Huey, who's another voice actor on the show. Um, and I know while we were doing that, they had another talented voice actor called Elle Newland. She did uh, a voice for this like a female-looking robot that just turns towards the camera. Oh yeah, like it was. Yeah. It was like yeah. a black. It was like yeah, a spiky, color. spiky C three PO type. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. they didn't. They didn't keep it, but I, I know that JJ had said that in his childhood, the cantina, you know, he was terrified of all the aliens and the robots in the cantina. So um, that robot turns to camera, and she did a great kind of hissing, Ooh. like a cross between a hiss and a growl, all in mm. one. I'm not sure how she achieved that with her, her vocal cords and her, her voice, but yeah, they, for whatever reasons, they didn't keep that in. That might have been more menacing. It might have helped. I I liked when you went by um, a table, and I think they were playing Star Wars Rock'em Sock'em. Those, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember those? Yeah, it yeah. looked just like it, but Star Warsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's an alien there that does a little kind of salacious, crummy laugh. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, that is Mark Dodson. Uh, per- it's perfect. We've, Mark is a is 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 a good friend of the show. So we're going to have to yeah. probably get with Mark and, and talk to him about that. We're glad that Mark, we had, we had heard Mark had some health issues, uh, last year, uh, early in the year. And we were, we were a little worried, but it's, it's glad that I'm glad that he's, he's back and he's doing some voice work and, uh, and, and got into this star Wars movie. I think that is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And he was, he was really well when we worked with him. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a nice. Guy. Chris has met him. I've never met him. Chris, I, Chris I interviewed him. Yeah, I interviewed him uh, out in Pittsburgh Steel Comic Con. The guy, the guy is the sweetest guy on earth. He's funny he as so hell. So nice. Yeah. yeah, great stories. We tried to we tried to get him to come to our uh, to our Star Wars and character bowling party at Celebration. So, but uh, he was he was unable to make it out there uh, for for whatever reason back in yeah. in April. Um, uh, the the you mentioned the song. I had heard that the guy from the Alexander Hamilton um, musical that's on Broadway now that everybody's talking about the uh, the star and I and I'm I'm not going to look his name up. I forget what his name is. It's uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes, I had heard that he wrote that song. Yeah, I saw an interview with J.J. Uh, Abrams where he specifically approached him and said, I would like for you to do the music for the cantina in this film. And that was from J.J.'s mouth on some talk show. Okay. That's awesome. That is that. So now, Chris, when we go up to New York, we're going to have to stand outside the play and sign, please sign. Sounds good. <laughs> Chris, for- I was, was going to ask Orly, can you remember 
was it Fred Tattishaw again in the cantina um, who did the the big alien, the kind of Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, he's the alien with the um, very non-alien woman laying next to him. Oh yeah, the, her, his his babe sitting on his, his lap. If she was a babe, she was <laughs> not bad. But she ratted out John Boyega, which yeah, I'm not really happy about. Sometimes dangerous girls can be fun. What a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, um, <laughs> pardon my language. That's okay. <clears throat> you did say at the beginning that we can. That we Any, can say anything we want, but I have anything you want. Anything you want. I think someone said. I think they say that word on daytime television now, so it's not it's even a big deal anymore. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, Appreciate it. Is there any? I, are there any like? I know that you guys did a lot of voices there or uh, you know, throughout the movie. Are there any like little like kind of Easter eggy type things you guys are allowed to speak about? Uh, no. Or, 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 had, or had heard in the, in the, no. the, the film? No. No. Not all right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've got a couple of little things. Hey. <laughs> so um, let's think, when was it? So we, we did as well as the things that are, audible and specific our job is to do very many uh group voices and you know screaming and stormtroopers and and market traders and villagers and you know you name it and there's the scene at the end where the falcon's taking off or it might have been when it landed but there's certainly a cheer and it was kind of evocative of the cheer when luke lands his x-wing at the end of a new hope Mm. and you'll all remember the rumor at the time was that Mark Hamill had shouted, Carrie! Carrie! Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure if we hear it in the mix, but I want you to know that I shouted a very loud and clear, Carrie! <laughs> as part of that, uh, the Falcon landing at the resistance base and everyone <sighs> cheering. Oh, I got to go see it for a third time. I'm going, yeah. I'm going back on Sunday to see it like, at least twice on Sunday. So I will, I will keep my, my ears open. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know if you hear that. I will. Orly, I, did you, uh, did you sneak anything in that, that you can think of? Um, not what I would say like a reference to anything in the past, but I, uh, I grew up in the Middle East. I grew up in Israel and I, I speak Hebrew. And when we were in the marketplace, uh, they explained to us, you know, just do foreign, like, cat calls that you would hear in a marketplace like t-shirts t-shirt you know <laughs> what you would hear in a bazaar and um in israel especially um in the summer you hear a lot of um they don't exactly have ice cream men because it's so hot but they have yeah. guys who have big coolers filled with watermelon uh, and um mm. they just yell in hebrew like ice cold watermelon 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 and you can audibly hear that in the marketplace <laughs> um, in Hebrew. Um, and um, could you could you could you give us an example? Yeah, go on. Do well, it. the the word is um, avatiach, and that means watermelon. Okay. And um, I'm going to slide my my computer a little farther away so I don't shout in your avatiach, ear. Avatiach. Yeah, it's avatiach, avatiach, and you would just hear. Like bell ringing and children running to get ice cold watermelon in that <laughs> fifteen degree weather where it's so hot and humid. 
That is awesome. I definitely heard that. And I know they changed a lot of our our voices. You know, they pitched things up to be more alien and they put what they call a foots on the stormtroopers. So they're all kind of staticky. Did they did they pitch up your voice, Orly, for that? Uh, no, I I happen to have a I don't know if you heard of quite a high range. <laughs> um, there is one real predominant scene where um, during the big chase scene through Jakku with the Millennium Falcon being chased by the Tie Fighters, one of the Tie Fighters gets shot down into the ground, and you see a sand scavenger leaping down a sand dune to collect that. And in Hebrew, I'm actually screaming, I found it. So how and, does that sound um, as, as the that, translation? Yes. And that's the translation in, in Hebrew, another little alien language. I mean, it's alien to everybody else, but to myself, can you, it's... Can uh, you do it in Hebrew though? <laughs> yeah. So the word is um, matzakti. And um, with, again, my high pitch it's Matsapi is there and I'm just like <laughs> screaming and like I was literally like jumping because you could see that she's like leaping and sliding down the sand dune. Cool. Um voiceover is very physical. It's it's very emotional and physical and, and you watching our amazing cast do some of this stuff. You really see them go into that dark, sad place when they mm. have to or that happy place. Happy watermelon place. <laughs> Happy watermelon, yeah. What, I, what I think is is funny is like when this opens in Tel Aviv, the, all these people are going to be going to see the movie and like, what was all this talk about watermelon in this movie? <laughs> so I, I don't understand this. That 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 alien seems like a fine Jewish girl. It's I think if hit. anything, they can relate. Jakku looks just like Israel. Yeah. It's hot and sandy, yeah. and you know. Like I think they're like, I totally get that. Yeah. Watermelon sounds good. All right, yeah. this sounds good. Let's go get some watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you should do some studies and see if, if watermelon sales do go up <laughs> in uh, Israel after the movie release. It's all, it's all subliminal. Like, watermelon sales rose by 18%. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, I, have, I have one more little Easter egg, although this yes. one really was just for myself. I was just humoring myself. But um, my character, Gavin Sykes, his call sign was Bravo6. So when you first go into the resistance base and when you, you go kind of, it pans down the stairs, I think, and you're about to see Leia uh, under the base, you can just about hear me over the loudspeaker. It's about five seconds into that scene. And I threw a Bravo 6, come to the command station, Bravo uh, 6. You know what? I uh, heard that. I heard that. It, it's very unclear and you have to, it, I think they even just faded in half of the, sentence but i heard i heard that i swear to you i heard that <laughs> i had to get maybe to or maybe i'm just creating a memory in my head yeah, it, it happened it, <laughs> <laughs> just for my own pure amusement myself. one thing i think is funny is is all this talk about watermelon um is uh correct me if i'm wrong but i've heard it t- said that for extras in background scenes if, if they want you to sound like a like a, a crowd talking lowly they just have you say watermelon 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 <laughs> actually I yes heard i haven't heard watermelon <laughs> is that something you've heard Orly? yeah i think it, that's like an american thing you you oh. just say watermelon just slowly in like a normal speed and it it looks like you're saying something of importance <laughs> stay away from vacuum because that one will get you in trouble 
Oh. <laughs> I actually just lip synced that to myself, going, "Yep, there it is." <laughs> he looks. He looked over at his at his twelve year old son and said, "Back." <laughs> we, that's what we used to say that in high school, like just out loud. Whenever someone would say something rude, and if a teacher was present, we would just go vacuum and just like walk away. You know, and that way you could insult someone without that, being in trouble by the teacher. That is awesome. I'm using is that later. Thing, if you mouth apple juice, it looks like something as well. But it's a compliment. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing it. I don't see <laughs> yeah, it. All, I don't have a mirror. No. <laughs> Apple juice. Apple juice. I'm not saying this to you guys, but I love you. That's, <laughs> that's what it's meant to. Oh, that's oh, yeah. olive juice. We say olive juice. Oh, you do? Okay. That's better. Yes. Olive juice. Olive juice. Olive yes. Juice. Yes. Okay. yes, it works. I'm using it. Right on. Um, <laughs> and, I, and olives, they're all the same. <laughs> I will say uh, I, the, the lighting in this with the different colors um, with the different, like the blues and the reds, and when they were in there, in the, they in the really Falcon. took a lot of cues from Empire and Jedi in terms of how they lit the scenes, in terms of like a dynamic look. Um, did you guys pick up on that sort of stuff, or or is that uh, is that something that that you don't always notice when you when you see the movies? I definitely noticed it in the Falcon. I. I don't remember what the scene is, but something is happening and the light coming in through the cockpit is, is flashing blue, then red. And I definitely thought of the carbon freezing chamber from Empire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When the the little torture chamber with the Dr. The ball, ball uh, yeah. thing... Um, inter- interrogation droid. That was that. That looks straight out of Cloud City. Um, with the where they showed the ceiling, and the ceiling was orange, just like where Han was tortured. And uh, they also showed when when Ray was going down to the area where she eventually finds the the lightsaber. It, that was that was just like Jabba's dungeon. It was, I was thinking the same thing, Tim. It looked just like the, the basement of Jabba's dungeon. Yeah. So they they really they really went out of their way to have the 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 general look of this film match up with the uh, with at least Empire and Jedi. Um, there were a lot of things that matched up with 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 the original Star Wars, uh, but I think that the look of this really really complement or really was complemented or complemented uh, episodes five and six. I kind of feel uh, yeah. that J.J. Abrams is what I would call a traditionalist. He loves homages and mm-hmm. throwbacks, and I think it was really important to him to make it look seamless. And I think that's where he really put a lot of effort in, and I respect that, and I appreciate that a lot. And I think he did a good job. Yeah. Just to throw a flip side on it, this isn't my opinion at all, but something that I read was um, someone saying they felt, you know, they loved it, but that it didn't quite feel like a Star Wars, a George Lucas Star Wars movie. And I didn't pick up on that, but I wonder if, if anyone else noticed anything that was too different, maybe from how George might have done it in the other six. Chris, you got any ideas? I didn't, I didn't see anything different at all. I mean, I, the only thing that was different for me was the special effects. I mean, it's, you know, 2015 now yeah. and that's, that stuff sometimes is just simply amazing. 
But it, to me, it did feel like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. The the only thing that felt that felt different to me um, was when they were at the Resistance base. Uh, the and again, it it just had to do with lighting, but because um, it it so so little of the previous six films had been shot on location with natural light. And I think shooting in, uh, you know, in the, what is it? The South Southwest Southwest UK, um, you get that sort of diffused light, but I, but that didn't take me out of it. It just sort of, to me, it sort of felt like you, like you could tell it was a different location. It yeah. felt like Endor to me, like yeah. a tiny bit, which I didn't mind. Right. But we didn't have any lens flares, did we? I didn't catch. Any. I didn't see any. There was no. a few sun glares from the sun was, shining. There was, that's bad. Yeah, there's one reasonable one, which is when the super weapon is first fired and you're yeah. looking through the Star Destroyer from Kylo Ren's angle. And as the uh, the weapon travels, you know, the, the light beam, the, the fire oh. travels across space, there is a huge lens flare <laughs> but it's it's one that would naturally be there yeah it's so. in context he, he gets one big one but he <laughs> yeah. did it He's in the like, right place and yeah. you know what i appreciate that because it wasn't distracting and in the past those have been yeah yeah i saw an interview with him uh, i don't know if you guys saw it but he was saying he showed in star trek into darkness to his wife and there's one scene with the actress um and she couldn't see who was on the screen because there were too many lens flares in front of the actress's face. So she turned to him and just said, look, enough already with the lens flares. I don't know who I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he cut back because of that. The only time that I sort of felt like it looked like a J.J. Abrams thing, well, the, the, the Kylo Ren shot that you just talked about. Yeah. And there was a shot of, of Leia's face and it was kind of a close-up, but you were looking at her through holograms. And that had a very modern look to it that didn't look like it would have worked in previous films. There was some, And, and it might have just been the 3D, uh, looking at it through the 3D glasses and, and having this depth of field in front of you. But it, that... Again, not it, it's it's not a bad shot by any means, but it it's just one that I just that sort of stood out as as feeling a little different than than shots that we have seen in the previous six films. Yeah, and you know he's he's his own director. He's yeah. not George Lucas, and it it's nice in a way to have the baton passed down. I know that's what George wanted um, before. You know, he's not going to be around forever, so it's nice for him to see that passed on well within his lifetime and just to get to enjoy it as a fan. Yeah. Um, I, I think so, yeah. I think Abrams was always like the one years ago, you know, you know who should take over Star Wars? This this new guy, Super 8 guy. What's his name? <laughs> I mean, he's been on the list for, I mean, he's perfect. He's like, yeah. I always thought he was the next Spielberg. I mean, he's really on top of his game. He does a great job doing it. Yeah, I've loved J.J. Abrams since you know, I used to watch Alias and even loved yeah. Regarding Henry, which he wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's it's credited as Jeremy Abrams. In that one. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's no one really better for doing the first episode to just kind of intro the new saga. I, I have a few questions, which 
I don't know if you guys can answer. <laughs> so I might be asking Tim, and you guys can can help out if you want. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Who is Kylo Ren? Well, here's the thing. Kylo Ren, okay, is Han's kid. That's yeah. that's Ben. His name is yeah, Ben. Ben. So. Yeah, Ben. Ben Ren. Um, no. <laughs> Kylo Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> now, Daisley. Yeah, Daisley. Da- do you think? I think she's Luke's daughter. Am I correct, or am I, am I just totally wrong here? I don't think so. Only because, to me, Luke has always been very asexual. They even said in the past that the Jedi are not supposed to have families. And that was kind of a big thing with Anakin. And I know it runs in the family for them to break the rules. But I've never seen a love interest with Luke. He has never shown any interest in women. Well, his his sister... (laughs) <laughs> well, then he realized that was wrong, and <laughs> true, yes. Well, in some states, and then he vowed never to do it again. I think I just I don't think Daisy is his. Somebody, child. somebody had a, had a theory that that's Kylo's like that's Han's kid. That's Kylo's sister. Does that? Do you guys think, think that? That's what I'm leaning towards. Why didn't I see that? I'm not. I'm, I didn't catch that or think that. I. They. Well, Kylo Ren says he talks about Her- or he talks about Han as the father you wish you had, but you oh. would have been disappointed. Blah blah blah. But she instantly sees him as a father figure. She's she is perfect with cars or vehicles. I didn't even yeah. catch you know. that. Now it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's it's so difficult to say there because just when you think something is the obvious answer. You know they're not going to do the obvious answer. Of course. Um, yeah, true. But all I can say is that when she was cast, Daisy Daisy Ridley, or as, as you called her, Daisy Ryder, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. I instantly thought she really evokes the young Natalie Portman. That's so what I thought. She yeah. looked like a young Padme, so therefore, in the genes, Luke's. You know, it's all related. That's why I thought she was Luke's daughter. I didn't see how- her wearing jeans. Why was she wearing jeans? <laughs> <laughs> what if she's some other like distant Skywalker's child? You know, Ooh. there was Aunt Beru. Who, who, whose, whose family is she a part of? Yeah, okay. we don't know. We don't know much about her. Uh, her background. Yeah. I I p- personally hope that there is not a whole lot of direct. Uh, relation between Daisy's character and the rest of the classic cast. A, a part of me, they they hint, and we'll probably learn more about her in upcoming chapters of the films or, or books because they they hint at her being left behind, and she's waiting for people to come back, and they never really say who they are. So I think we're going to get that answered at some point. There's got to be, there has to be some comment on her lineage. It has to be answered, yeah. Yeah, in some you, fashion. I was really studying the force back because you do you see her as a little girl being dragged away from her parents or mm-hmm, family. Right. Uh, it's obviously on a sand planet. Don't know if it's Jakku. Don't know if it's Tatooine somewhere else. Um, well, and, and there was obviously there obviously was something happened there with the Empire. You know, if they're Star Destroyers and Adats. Uh, that have been that have been there on the planet for we don't know how long. I mean, they 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 could just have been there for six months. 
We don't. We don't. Well, have I think a lot that's of answered in. I think that's answered in the one of the games Battle, already. Battle front, there. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Battle of Jakku was very soon after Return of the Jedi, I believe. Because okay. I I thought when I saw her in the opening, put on that old um, X-wing helmet. I I don't know why. I thought I was thinking that she had that as her dad's who was Luke and it's dusty and dirty. It even had a had a number on it and I wanted to see what Luke's number was on the side mm. of his helmet. Thinking, it had it had that that circle symbol that was on Big's helmet uh in Star Wars. There's a, it's like a circle with a bunch of lines in it. And I believe that was on Big's helmet. Um, in Star Wars. Now, I'm not saying that's Big's helmet because that blew up over. Right. All, uh, I was. Yeah. I was just th- just thinking that was his her dad's. Like that was Luke's, and when he left or he, he left, that she kept that, and like that was the only thing that she remembered him by was the helmet. Hmm. But I could be totally wrong, and I probably am. Well, as a scavenger, I mean, you you saw you saw some some downed X wings also, so she may have just pulled it out. Pulled it from one of those, uh, one of her scavenging. True. Yeah, true. It's, it's me think kind of it. like someone going vintage shopping. You know, <laughs> they find something that belonged to, you know, Marilyn Monroe. You're going to put it on and yeah. play with it in the mirror and, you know, just kind of feel silly because she's all by herself. So she has to entertain herself. The only very, thing I wear to bed true. is Chanel number no. five and this helmet. That's <laughs> right. We don't want to hear about your helmet. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was gonna go dirty too, but I'm not <laughs> Why did I think of that? That's pretty good. <laughs> but the that scene you you just reminded me is very nice artistic mirroring, uh, which is something that George Lucas is obviously known for with the the, the ring theory and everything. Mm-hmm. But within Force Awakens itself, Daisy, that helmet that she puts on, she she kind of sticks it down in the sand. It's obviously got sand around the base of it, and then. Kylo Ren, he throws his helmet in the, it looked like a volcanic rock or ashes. Yeah. yeah. Now, was that from Vader's funeral pyre? Oh, my think? God. I love that idea. <laughs> because he's he's got hold of the Vader melted helmet, so he obviously had some contact with the funeral pyre or the remains. He would have, yeah, he would have you- uh, had to have gone to Endor to. Yeah, how do you yeah. think he got that? I think Luke, I think Luke took it. You know when when he was when he he burned yeah. his dad. I think he. Yeah. But then how did he, how did he get it then? You know what I mean. How did Kylo get it from Luke? Well, Luke trained Kylo, so he's obviously yeah. That was the not obviously because we did nothing obvious, but he probably stole it from Luke. Yeah, yeah. See, well, my, but, but why would he have like why would he have that in his like interrogation room? He just happens to keep a bowl of it to gently <laughs> smash his helmet into. Yeah, he has I a bowl in every I thought it was more like room. a cooling area, just to, I don't know. He has a bit of it in every room of the Star Destroyer. So if he ever yeah, has to take his, his helmet off. Really his grandfather's ashes, that's, you know, <laughs> all right. My, if, I had to speculate, <laughs> if I had to speculate on that, I would, I would guess that during the time that, that Luke was training training Kylo Ren Ben um, Ben Ben Kylo Ben Benny Ben uh, during the time I, I, he he obviously would have told him the story of you know the Vader dying and him pulling the body down to Endor and I'm sure I'm sure at some point as a relic hunter I'm sure 
uh, Ben uh, went to Endor to find this stuff and, and probably has a lot of uh, Vader memorabilia. And, and he obviously wanted that, that lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, he's like, that's mine. You know, because it belonged to Darth Vader, and I'm the heir to Vader, so I'm taking this. Yeah. The other thing that it could have been is the volcanic rock from Mustafar. So maybe Mm -hmm. he made a pilgrimage to where everything changed, where Anakin became Vader, essentially. Wow. And took some of that, you know, because that planet may now be infected with the dark side, as it were. Uh, I know the scene where you see Luke put his hand on R2 and that force back. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, looks it was... very volcanic. There's uh, definitely some sparks flying and some flames. It was. I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to what how they explain things in the next two chapters of this. I think part of me thought that blowing up Coruscant was kind of a little bit of a middle finger to the prequels. Well, hang on, is that Coruscant? It looked like it, but yeah, you're right. I don't know if it's if it's well. They, it they said they said that he want. Yeah, I guess they didn't really say that was Coruscant. My understanding outright. is that there was some discussion about doing that, but the idea was was vetoed as being too much. Okay. It to either the way I yeah I I had, I had thought that was that was Coruscant, so I was thinking. Was that their way of just kind of, kind of, sort of saying, okay, if we've blown this up, we can't go back there in the next couple chapters, so we, we have to, we have to be creative and go forward rather than back. But I do. They, do. they talk about the Senate actually at one point. They do, yeah. Uh, uh, with uh, Hux's, yeah, Hux, yeah, Hux's yeah. Uh, big speech. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Domino Gleason fan. I love that guy. I love that he guy. He's great. great. He was great. Um, so I, I really, I do really hope that in the next, uh, chapters, at least a little bit, I want them to, I want them to bring some more characters, uh, even if it's just alien species that we saw in the prequels, I'd like to see them go and revisit a planet or two from the prequels. I'd like it. I'd like all six to feel like they're all part of the same story. Yeah. Rather than what it kind of feels like Disney went out. It sort of feels like they went out of their way to really make this one an OT uh, continuation and not necessarily a continuation of six films. I know what you mean. Um, but let's remember that, firstly, it is much closer in the timeline to the yep. original trilogy. So it, it's a little harder to for them to make it feel like the prequel era. But also, there are a lot of nice Easter eggs in there for, for all fans of all six movies. You know, you've got the pod race flags hanging from yes. Maz Katana's <laughs> castle. Um, and I know there are several other little nods to, to the prequels. Someone, someone had pointed out and they identified one of the flags as being like, I, w- I, don't, I don't remember which one, but they said it was like, Sebulba's flag or Ben Quagineros's flag. Yeah, someone did a comparison actually. There's a there's a side by side. It's like a huge one of those long JPEGs that people post. <laughs> um, but yeah, they I think they identified a good handful of them from the pod race. Was think, um, uh, cool. you can think of the denizens of her cantina. 
would have been some of the pod races. I would think so. Yeah. Um, Orly, was there anything in the movie that you that you wanted to see but didn't necessarily? It, at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, it wasn't there. But and if if there is something, was it something that you were like, I really wish that was there, or well, maybe they'll put the next one. You know, I almost think that there was too much in this. I I couldn't tell you that I wanted more for two hours and fifteen minutes. I I honestly expected the film to end when. Um, they come back to the rebel base and then when she gets back on the millennium falcon to go find luke i was like oh oh okay we're we're doing this too okay no that makes sense all right that's fine (laughs) but it was like i it gave me so much information and we have a couple years now to sit on it and um i really i think the fact that they turned around with ray and she was so badass at the end, mm-hmm. and she just she has no idea what power she really holds, and and her, her she she could really be the strongest Jedi with how strong her natural powers are. So I I couldn't really ask for anything more. I think I'm gonna let them tell me in Episode Eight. Mm. Yeah, I know I know how you feel, and but the nice thing is although it kept going never got that feeling that you do in other films it's like oh not please just end <laughs> oh yeah. no not at all no. not, uh, at, not all. at all nope. it was a it was a keeps going in such a good way yeah uh, the only thing i think i was expecting we, we heard the rumors of it opening with luke's lightsaber floating in space yeah <laughs> and that I, was that would have been weird <laughs> that was something i heard a long time ago yeah and I, I yeah, I, I had heard that that the, the 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 idea was to find this lightsaber and get it back to Luke, and um, that was something I I had I, I had said oh that's a that's a dumb that's a dumb thing for the movie, and then uh, and I sort of put that at the back of my mind, and then when they when they showed the lightsaber, I'm like, well, I guess it was sort of like a quarter true, like that 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 idea that might and that and that may have been. I know that uh, that may have been George Lucas's idea initially, or maybe that was part of the the original Michael Arndt script that was sort of scrapped and reworked. So who knows? Who knows if that was actually a, a working idea, or if that was just a lucky guess by someone out there? Yeah, we we may never know. <laughs> um, I guess for me, well, Chris, Chris, what uh, was there anything in it that that you that you would have liked to have seen? There, there was one thing in there where I didn't want to see. <laughs> if you want to ask, ask, ask yeah. Me, what, I think, what did, what did you not want to see in this movie? Well, was I'm it Tim's to, helmet? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it wasn't. I'm trying to keep it hush hush because my daughter's had she's she's got home from a friend's house. I don't want to say anything that's going to ruin she, it. Is her. she there? So get the hell away. No, she's upstairs. But plug your ears, I, woman. But I wish, no. <laughs> I wish Han would have went out a better way. I wish he would have saved people or went down in the Falcon, you know, sacrificed his life and saved a planet. The way he went, I was just like, <sighs> He went no. out as a loving father. I think that the father-son relationship is a trend that goes through the entire Star Wars saga. And it really breaks your heart because he's this 
rough and tough dude guy and you realize he loves his son and and he screwed up and and he has all these emotions that you've never seen him feel before and i appreciated that why didn't you sit next to me or, or at least <laughs> see in this movie and explain it because that's that's a great point but he's he was is he's my favorite character on, on all these films and maybe if it was chewy or two anybody else i don't want Eh, it's sad, but okay, Han Han's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> because it was Han, I think it just it just hurt. But that Orly, that makes so much sense. It really does. Thank you. <laughs> For, You're, welcome. You're welcome. For me, the one thing that I wish that I could have seen is I would I I I would have liked to have seen Han and Luke face to face. Yes, I miss. I want them to meet one last time. That yes. that would have been supremely satisfying. But that being said, the way that it ended with Luke there on the whatever planet that was, whatever island, mountain top Ireland? that was, is it, what was it? I said Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> There's a green Ireland. Hi. Uh, I I really liked the way that it ended. I liked that he didn't have any lines. He just had this look on his face, this knowing look um, that he was like, Oh, I'm back in it again. And I know that this is that, that it's, it's not over for me. Um, I, I thought that it ended very well. I just, I would have, I would have liked to have had, I would have liked to have had an old Han talking to an older Luke and calling him a kid. Um, <laughs> that's that's something I I I really would have liked to have seen, um, but yeah. that's. I can know. see why story story wise they couldn't fit it in, but it yeah. would be nice if he just skyped him or something. <laughs> exactly, just yeah. something. Not old buddy. A phone yeah. call, something. Yeah. I'm on this island. I don't even have a boat. I don't know what the hell. I ran I out of oranges. I thought his expression was um, a bit bewildered. Because he's embarrassed and he's ashamed and all he wants to do is be alone. Mm. And it's kind of, excuse my language, but it's an, oh, shit. Kind <laughs> of. I, you know, I don't, he doesn't look like he's ready to go back yet. It, there's just so much pain in his eyes. And um, I, I loved it. It was just like the next film is going to be even more intense because now he has to go through all the emotions to bring himself back and, and to defend the Jedi's honor again. Yeah. And you've reminded me of a, of a question that I had a question mark was why does R2 wake up when he wakes up? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but here's my theory is he's in a low power state. Luke during that force back had given him, you know, programming had, had rewired circuits or whatever to store the map to Luke's location and to not let anyone see it until there is an emergency. So mm. don't let anyone find me unless the galaxy depends on it. Ah. And R2 was perhaps monitoring the goings-on in the base in his low-power state, realized what had happened to Han, and mm. um, had chosen to wake himself up. You know, based on that programming, I don't know what you guys think about that. That's a that, that's a great theory. I love that theory. I do. Good. That is good. I love it too. 
<laughs> I think Orly told you that theory earlier, yeah, and you're she's just like, listen, I want you to talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah, she did. It, it's because I'm a, a, a feminist at heart, and we know R2D2 is female. So. One one last thing, We're, we'll we'll kind of we'll sort of start to wrap this up a little bit. Did you guys know going into the movie that Bill Hader was BB-8? No. Did you know this going into the credits? in the credits. No, but I I'm I have wanted to hate BB-8 because all of the women I know love him so much. He's so <laughs> cute in that book, you know, like. I'm an R2 fan and I have avoided fangirling over BB-8 this entire time. And I have to tell you, when I saw that film, I was squealing and giggling and I'm so guilty of absolutely loving him. And I know it's okay to admit it, guys, but um, he's adorable. He is. He's adorable. He, he sounds like a cat at times, like purring. Right, yeah. right next. Yeah, and he's so, and how he looks at you, how he knocks on you, and how he's adorable. He really is. Such a good character. I think. Apologies to Daisy Ridley, but BB-8 is going to be the, the breakout um, <laughs> non-human <laughs> star. The th- what I liked, I, what I liked about um, BB-8 is just like R two. Just ha- like BB-8, I guess they've. I guess they said that that. She that BB-8 is a she, yeah. That she has feminine programming. I liked that. Just like R2, just had a an arsenal of secret weapons, you know, wires and things that she, she could use to suspend herself or to launch herself up on different things. I thought I really liked that. I liked that that she's basically like a Swiss Army knife. Um, Everybody you know, all, all was, comes was really up with the lighter. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of imagine, really great. imagine BB-8 at some rock concerts just holding up the yeah. last thing. <laughs> when Poison sings Every Rose Has a Thorn. Yeah. yeah. She loves them. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Is, is there anything else you guys want to want to talk about other than um, ideas on, on what, what we might – we kind of already talked about a little bit about what we might see in, in future installments. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard hard for us to speculate too far in case we're too on the nose. With <laughs> like, we could we could yeah. reveal the biggest spoiler from the next film without even knowing it. But um, I think just what a great job everyone is doing and, and Disney are doing on the way things are heading. You know, I just can't wait to see Rogue One and Episode yes. Eight. One uh, one thing that I was that I was happy about is, and and not to not to slam the prequels because I do re- I do really enjoy the prequels, is I liked that they ended this movie and uh, Supreme Leader Snoke and Kylo Ren and Hux all seem to have survived and will hopefully all be the major villains in the next chapter of this uh, well, I, I, I have a question about did Kylo Ren survive now of course he should have that story and, and the, the next one but that planet blows up really quickly after the Falcon takes off they did uh, now we, we don't know for certain but but 
I believe Snoke told Hux to gather Kylo Ren and uh, meet them at X location or whatever it was. Oh, uh, okay. I so, that. but whether whether or not he got to him in time, we don't know. But I'm my, pretty my sure he did, is, or else he wouldn't have said it. It's kind yeah. of JJ saying, "Mike, I'm telling you right now, he gets <laughs> out. Don't worry about the timing. Right. That's just you know, we'll figure it out." Yeah. Yeah. So that that I'm 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 hopeful that for this trilogy we have uh for at least at, at least into the next one we have a consistent base of villain villainy. I hope so. I hope it's it's Kylo Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Adam Driver did such a good job. I yeah. he was he was amazing. Yeah, I didn't know of him before really. Um but just his the sort of tortured soul and the the cadence in his voice the i will finish what you started kind of deep angry tortured i really hope it's him uh, for the next one it was really great yeah Yeah. um is it is it rude for me to ask and you you don't have to do this can you rank these movies and, and what you like from best to worst or is that too you you don't want to say one's worse than the other one Thank goodness you said rank. I thought you said something else for a second. <laughs> um, like, like, where would you put episode seven and any other six? When I was sitting there and you know in the theater, I, I was thinking it's it's up there with Empire. You know, mm-hmm. as definitely one of the best Star Wars movies. Um, yeah, I do. I love the prequels. Episode three is an awesome film. I don't care what anyone says. When you're it sitting in, in the theater and you're watching. You know that transformation go down, and just so many good bits. And then, you know, Darth Maul is amazing in Episode One. It, 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 there's so many great bits in all of the films. But yeah, definitely that was my feeling as I was watching it. I Orly? I sort of. Oh, I'm sorry, Orly. I have made very strong efforts to avoid separating them. I feel like they're one long story. I love episode one. Episode one came out when I was um, the target demographic. I loved Jar Jar Binks. He really was like goofy from, you know, Disney. He was everything that I wanted in a character and I could relate to, you know, young Anakin. And I really grew up with the new ones at the right time and I can understand how people roll their eyes and they they think it's silly and dumb. This is a children's movie and I was a child at the right time so I love the prequels and I love the, you know, I love 4, 5, and 6 and 7 blew my mind and I just think that it's one fantastically long story. Mm -hmm. Orly, you were just you're amazing. You are so smart. <laughs> I like. I I love you so much. You're just so so cool. Thank you. You don't Here's have a lot of women on this, do you? We. Do. It's true. We don't. <laughs> I can t- there's like a sensitive feminine voice that you're not used to hearing, <laughs> and I'm happy to be that voice. But I, I also call it like I see it. Um, for me, people people kept asking me through text messages and on Facebook, like, what did I think? And if I had to encapsulate this in a long text, this is, this is kind of how I said it. I said, I liked it better than the prequel trilogy. I can't say that I would put it above the original trilogy, but it's, it's, I found the movie to be fantastic. I loved the movie. Um, 
The the only thing that I would probably give it some demerits on would be the score. After after walking out of the movie, the only thing that really stood out were the callbacks to previous previous scores. But that being said, I was so involved in the story and what was going on that maybe I just wasn't listening to the music. I feel like the music is so embedded into our minds that you are not aware of it as much because it's not new. Can you imagine turning to John Williams and saying, can you do the exact same thing, but make a few extra parts for the new people? Because they always play the same tunes for every person that's on camera. Yeah. But it is embedded into our minds and into our soul. It, you know, we tap our feet to the Imperial March without even realizing it. So this is a whole new story that we've waited 10 years to just get a glimpse of. So I think that we were very much enthralled in the story. And the next few times that you watch it and you know what's going to happen, it allows your brain to kind of listen to everything else that's going on. Yeah, Tim, I'm curious, how many times have you seen it so far? I've only seen it the one time. Uh, yeah, had, that's that's the that's the issue. Yeah. Um, I had the same sort of feeling, like, oh, I don't. You know, I wasn't disappointed with the score. John Williams is he matches you know, everything on screen with just the right emotion, and it it just works. But I did come away thinking, I don't really remember the newer themes. Second time I saw it. About halfway through the film, it hits you the recurring themes from the, from this movie. Okay, and trust me, they. I kind of want to see it a third time now, just for the music. I am, yeah, I'm so, dying to see it, and I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to pick up the soundtrack. Yeah. Tim, I um, I actually have it in my hand. I bought it today at Target oh. for, for for ten dollars. Oh. It's a it's a really cool cover. There's cards inside it. It's oh. really it's really cool. <laughs> I've uh, tomorrow. Someone's going to Target. <laughs> I was thinking about that today, too. I, I just figured, oh, it's probably going to come out in a few days or in a few weeks, but I forget now it comes out the day of because that's how we are. Instant gratification. Yep. yep. I, uh, I had to forget what I was going to say. Oh, well, Sorry. Good, good point. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was it was the most profound thing of the entire the entire thing. So I guess we can we can all agree. Generally, Chris and I we rate these on a scale of uh, one to five popcorns. Um, I have to say that my popcorn is I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> it's a, Star Wars is on, Star Wars is on a, is on a whole other level. It's 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 ingrained in me. It's part of my DNA that it doesn't matter what could come out. It, it, it could be called like Luke Skywalker versus the fart blossom. And I'll still give the six part six, six popcorns. I, well, that's I everything episode eight is Luke <laughs> versus the fart blossom. <laughs> I think we're so it, like programmed to love everything. Star Wars that the only thing that could have ruined it is if they played Star Trek instead. <laughs> <laughs> if they, they pull down, they just play like the first half of black hole and the second half of Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Did you guys see the video that's doing the rounds of the Phantom Menace um, exit and people coming out of the first showing in 1999? No. It, it's been going around on social media, but it's all the fan reactions. And it they are saying the same things. It's, I loved it. It was awesome. 
they said, oh, that little eight-year-old kid, he steals the show. He's, he's like the star of it, you know. So it, it, there is something about Wars that will always be like that. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I, I've, I've told this story several times. When I saw Star Wars uh, at the Phantom Menace, I saw that movie uh, with Matt Senrick and several people who created Robot Chicken. Mm. They, uh, we, we all went and saw the movie together. I saw, the, I saw that movie three times. I saw the midnight screening, and then I got up and saw like a seven a.m. and like a nine thirty a.m. screening of it the next day. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I, I love that movie. I loved this movie um, just as much after seeing it on the first screening. I drove home after seeing this one with just the car radio on silent. I just wanted to just, just sit and just stewing it for a little while after seeing the movie so i know how you feel chris what's uh what are your uh, final final thoughts on this did we lose him we may have lost chris <laughs> maybe it's just that good and nothing it's just that good he's said. speechless i'm uh my, my last my last thought on this is i'm glad jj did this um, I'm glad he made the movie as good as he, as great as he did, I should say. But he he left it he left it open so that the sequel, the uh, the next sequel could be better. He left it open so that the goods the next sequel could be as good. He, he didn't he didn't make he didn't make a supremely impossible movie to beat. Uh, going into future chapters on this story, um, now we just have 12 months to wait for for Rogue One starring. Starring Lieutenant Gavin Sykes, who has been moved up to general, <laughs> he he becomes Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Six, I'll take it. <laughs> you've been promoted over the <laughs> over the over the years. You've been promoted from five, four, three, and all the way up to one. I like it. All right, that's even better. Uh, um, I, I wish. <laughs> now, do do either do either of you guys have anything you'd like to uh, talk about upcoming projects that you're able to speak on, or uh, video games, animated series? commercials what have you yeah i'm doing a little movie called rogue one where i play rogue one <laughs> um, <laughs> and early is rogue two your yeah your your um, ward and uh and wingmate i'm kid. actually star wars i i am the star wars all of it that's uh that's what i am basically what happens is they take all six of the films they show you the, the opening the opening star and they zoom out and it's just your right eye that's it. Right eye is blue. <laughs> you can't miss it. So, well, all right. Um, well, uh, should we? We'll be serious. Should we let Orly answer? Yes, in a serious fashion. <laughs> oh. first, ladies first. Ladies. Um, first. nothing that I can talk about right now. But as soon as I can talk about it, I'll be happy to talk about it with you if you'd like. Woo! There you go. Are you? Are you in? Are you in the sequel to Creed? <sighs> well, I've been kickboxing and, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone is my father. Ah, uh-huh. see, here and, you go. I uh, knew it. Circle I, of life. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, oh, nice one. Um, yeah, what do I have coming up now? Yeah, again, nothing I can talk about right now, but certainly will do. We'd love to when, when we can or when I can. Um, on the writing side, you can check out my website for my book, which was just released as a soundtrack book. Uh, it's called The Chrononaut, 
or as you might say in England, the Chrononaut. So you can go to thechrononaut.com and um, it's available as a soundtrack book, as I say, which is kind of like an audio book, only it doesn't, it doesn't read the story to you. So you read along the words on the page and as you read in your head, you hear the music and sound effects in time Great. with what you're reading. It's a really cool experience and, and a great cool. way to read a book. So, um, yeah, thechrononaut.com. I've read it. Um, yeah. It's very good, you guys. I think you like. I I highly recommend it. Two thumbs up from me. All right. How many popcorns? <laughs> um, the whole bucket. Every wow, in that's the bucket. a lot. That's a lot. Eaten with those Thank two you. thumbs. Thank you. Um, and I guess the last thing I, are you, you guys are you guys are obviously movie people. Um, any movies coming out? Uh, anything? Any trailers you saw recently? You're looking forward to seeing or. Um, Anything you're going to hit the movies in the next week or two and uh, check out anything now that they've released a million movies for Christmas? Um, I just got all the SAG uh, award previews, so I'm probably just going to watch all of those and vote. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I don't I don't go into theaters very often. I have a hard time mm-hmm. with. Um, everyone around me i i yeah. really have a hard time concentrating popcorn and candy <laughs> so um i'm much more of a dvd in my own home kind of a person so sag screeners that's what i will be doing did you get a screener for brooklyn i think so oh uh, you're gonna love that movie i'm kind of terrible i don't know any almost anything about any of the screeners i've, I've been so out of the loop um, I'm looking forward to the Danish girl because um, Eddie Redmayne is phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah I, I guess I like going into it without having any any predisposed ideas. Okay. Well, I'm just going to let you know. Brooklyn is fantastic. I look forward to it. <laughs> if then. you have it, if, if that's one of the ones, I'm pretty that's, sure it is. That's the one with uh, with Sorche uh, Ronan. Uh, I, I can't. I can never pronounce her first name. Um, so anyway, well, all right. Uh, well, th- guys, uh, Christian, Chris, and Orly, thank you all for for sitting down and talking about Star Wars with us. Um, this was a lot of fun. We'll have to do this in the year when Rogue One comes out. Um, but uh, anytime you guys, if you guys see a movie you, that you really like and you want to talk about, feel free to drop us a line. We'd love to have you on. We always like to have guests. Please, yes, please. And uh, whether it's Star Wars or not, we uh, the, you guys are now part of the, the, the Pass the Popcorn, Star Wars in Character, Neo Zez family. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll just end it that way. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's end it with May the Force be with you. Thanks for listening to Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. For all the latest news and information for Pass the Popcorn, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pass the Popcorn Podcast. Thanks for listening.